The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Hey there. We at BlueWire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. We know everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain, but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, check out BlueWirePods.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast and stay safe. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world! Georgian Fox. Welcome to George's Box. I'm JJ. I'm Nick. And it's a good day to be a Yankee fan, I guess. I don't know. I'm losing my fucking mind, Nick. I am I losing think everybody my is. goddamn mind. I think I I think I was stronger than a lot of people at the beginning, but I'm just like I've had it with like everyone. You did come on strong in the beginning, really unified I, behind the front. I thought it was going to be like three weeks, maybe. Yeah, I, thought I think was, a lot of people did. I thought people could look at the fucking news and say, ah, you know what? I just got to stay home. If I just stay home, if everyone just stayed home for two weeks, we'd be at baseball games now. Like, it'd be over. Yeah. But like, that lady didn't need to go buy Halloween stuff. Yeah. But like fucking Iowa had to stay open. Like, great, we need Iowa, we needed horse auctions. Now, they have the highest rate, like, increase going because they never closed. But they're yet they're reopening. Um, and I get it. Like, people want to shut down the economy. And, like, all the people I see who are complaining about it, it's like, dude, you make $35,000 a year and you're complaining about shutting down the economy? Shut the fuck up. Um, I know a girl whose mom died from this. Got it? Died. And within... 14 days had 30 people in her front yard for because it was her birthday oh my god like oh people want to drive by because everyone's doing like let's drive by and honk but then oh you're not going to get out of the car yeah you're going to get out of the fucking car pregnant women people holding babies fucking stupidity well that that's the thing is that people are like oh you know we can we'll go to a park and kind of stand and talk at a distance like none of that like it's just not a good idea you're tempting you're tempting fate with it i think i had to go to target the other day to get baby stuff and um i went to the one like spring garden and i had to drive through northern liberties which is a neighborhood in philly for anyone who's in philly and if you go up i think it's like 
second or fourth. It's whatever. One of the ones that goes north. Or so no, maybe it's third. Third goes north. There's like a park in there. Fucking mm-hmm. packed with people on Saturday. Packed. And it, well, I could see the art museum steps kind of from where where I am, and people are on there every day. You know, taking pictures next to the Rocky statue, doing all that dumb shit. What are you guys doing? Like, it's. And so all we're getting is one. Like honestly, if they said there's no baseball, but you could just leave your fucking house. I'd take it in a second at this point. And it is a baseball podcast, and I love baseball, but, like, I just, I got to get. We, we would you, get you would take that over having baseball back today, but you still can't leave. But you could watch a Yankee game every night at 7 o'clock. See, I would take that over yeah, being no, able to leave. No, we got to get out of the house because okay. it's going to get worse this weekend. It's going to be beautiful out. And I'm not and even, like, an outside guy. Like, I'm not, like, I need to be out in the park or whatever. But, like. Right, right. Just the ability to leave. It's going to get worse and worse, and obviously as we get into May, and, and May is probably, if I had to power rank you know, the months of the year in the Northeast in terms of, of weather, May might be number one, either May or October or something. And, May's and a beautiful month. May. Yeah, May's great, and it's right before, you know, obviously living in the city, it gets hot as shit in the summer, and it's sticky and gross. Like May's kind of the last good month we have before it's just going to be 90 every day. It so starts, be nice to have May. It starts off like with everyone tweeting that Justin Timberlake, it's going to be May, like fucking tweet, and then it's just great from there. But we've gotten more Major League Baseball plans, maybe. A lot of plans. A lot like, of potential. I think everyone's just throwing shit at the wall, and that's what concerns me, is because like, I just don't think a Major League Baseball is smart. Like, I don't think the commissioner's office – when I think of the commissioner's office, I don't think, like, oh, there's a smart group of people. I think that um, most of, like, the uh, – so many of the advancements in baseball are driven by owners. Owners just pick some lackey. Like, Manford works for the owners. Like, the commissioner has zero power. Uh, oh, yeah, just, not, not. So, it's like, I don't necessarily trust them to come up with, like, a great idea. Um, and so I thought the Arizona plan – the bubble was dumb as shit because it would never happen. And a lot of players were like, yeah, that's not going to happen. I thought Florida and Arizona, I thought, was a good plan. It's reasonable. We're going no fans. You've got the stadiums. The size of the stadiums plays better with no fans, like in terms of just, you know, everything involved in that. Um, You have... Because you'll have to have expanded rosters, you have fields for minor leaguers to, like, you know, play scrimmage games, whatever it is. Just keep going. Um, and you'd have to redo them. We do what we did get over the past two days. Like, Jeff Besson wrote an article that has, like, ten different plans. It really just – that was just a filler article. That it, article pissed me off, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, I, I like passing compared to the other writers, but it's like, come on, man. Well, maybe this, and it's all contingent on this, but eh, there was nothing concrete in there. There was nothing of substance in there. No. It was just like, let me just say everything that anyone's ever maybe mentioned, right? Yeah. Um, and then Nightingale comes out with there's another plan for next month that would involve spring training starting in May. End of May, yeah. End, End of May. Of 
Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe June, but like realistically, like the longer this goes, the more time these guys need to, to get ready. So it would be where, what did I do? I fucking closed this article. Um, so the idea would be that no later than July 2nd, with the goal of it being in June, baseball starts and everybody's at home. Everyone's at their home stadium. And the idea would be that we redo the divisions, no leagues. You've got an East division. That's the Yankees, the Mets, the Red Sox, the Nationals, the Orioles, the Phillies, the Pirates, the Blue Jays, the Rays, and the Marlins. You've got a West Coast division. That is the Dodgers, the Angels, the Giants, the A's, the Padres, the Diamondbacks, the Rockies, the Rangers, the Astros, and the Mariners. A Central Division, Cubs, White Sox, Brewers, Cardinals, Royals, Reds, Indians, Twins, Braves, Tigers. Really the only like kind of like big jump I see in there is um, the the Pirates would come over to the East. Yeah, I was looking at this and I couldn't really figure out, all right, is there a clear easiest one or is there a clear hardest one? They all kind of look the same. They all have some good teams and some bad teams. Realistically, if you look at it, like I, I looked at the East, I was like, ah, oh, this is cool. It wasn't like that other one in Tampa where it was like, oh, we only get to play teams that finished under 500 last year. Well, so regardless of the results, um, I just, if you're going to break it up like this, like, so you're telling me that because it's reduction of travel too. So they're trying to reduce the amount that people have to travel mm-hmm. and the distance and all this stuff. And I, there is no perfect system. But the Pirates can fly to Miami but can't go to Cleveland. It's like four minutes. Yeah, there's going to be some inconsistencies. Yeah. I – so I, – and I know I come across as so negative in this because I want baseball. But the way I look at it is if there are certain like percentages of like a plan happening, like the Arizona plan – that had like a that was like a three percent chance of happening. Like it was so stupid. So like, don't even think about that. Keep it moving. The Florida Arizona plan, where everyone just plays in their spring training complexes, you don't have no one has to get on a plane at all. I saw us getting more games sooner and a higher likelihood that like this happens because for Florida, yes, you're worried about different towns and cities. But in Arizona, you're worried about like it's like 50 miles. You, like it, it's like no, it's a very confined space, so you're worrying less about you know people going through. And I know they don't go through airports like we do. But until there's like a minor leaguer who's got to get called up, and I don't even know what they do with the minor leaguers in this plan. Like people end up having to get on planes. People end up you know, and you get one guy sick, you're screwed. Where I just see the likelihood of that happening. And throwing everything off to be less if we focused on the same timeline, but all in Florida and Arizona. I know everyone's clinging to Cuomo said, I could see baseball in the Bronx and Queens this summer. No fans. He's got to say that. You have to say that. You don't say no. Like, everyone's, you've got. ER doctors killing themselves in New York because, like, they're seeing so much death. You don't go, oh, and you're definitely not getting baseball. So you go, yeah, but he also said, 
I also don't know the business of baseball. So everyone's like clinging on to that. The governor of California said, we're not hosting sporting events. We're not going to do it. So Until what, June 1, he said? He said through May, right, the California guy? The California guy said, I don't see it happening this year, like in 2020. Like the NFL, I know, is preparing for whatever. And I get it. Like let's be optimistic. Hey, who knows? Maybe it'll happen. But what is the point? of even bringing these people to these cities. Like if you're a player and you normally like you live in the, in the city or what, like, I guess maybe you go to Westchester, even Westchester has had hotspots like Nourishell. Like, where do you live? Like if you, I'm a major league baseball player, especially if I have a family, like I don't want to move my wife and kids in a month into New York city. Yeah, it's it's tricky. The one thing with this, though, is, I mean, your thing with the Arizona and the Florida thing was, oh, okay, Mike Trout's going to have a baby. What does he do? At least with this, these guys don't have to be in Florida the whole time, be in Arizona the whole time. Mike Trout, if the Angels are on a homestand, he can, you know, go have the kid and, and come back and play the next day or whatever. So players would probably be more agreeable to this than all piling into Arizona. No, so I I think all piling into Arizona is stupid. But Arizona and Florida, and I said the only way to do that is if there were lessened restrictions. I said this on – I did a live stream with Andrew and Colleen, and uh, they threw a blind comedian at me last night. He was like, oh, I know that I got this buddy who's a comedian, and then it turned out he was blind. He got on his screen, was all black, and I was just like, dude, I, I can't see. What is going on? Totally threw me off. Very nice guy, very funny, but I was like, what is happening? Real I just – ball there. Yeah. I just think that, like, you need – you can't start having Major League Baseball games if these guys can't just go – if they can't have their families living with them, if they can't, like, just go to Publix and get groceries. Like, your wife can't have to stay in the house with the kids all day. You can't be away from your family for four months. And I feel like Florida and Arizona and the accommodations there are not in a bubble – being able to, to move about town with whatever restrictions they offer, it's 50% restaurants or whatever, but just like go to the supermarket versus in New York where like everyone's fucking on top of each other. And right now everyone's on top of each other. Think about how many people left New York. Andrew's gone. I have a ton of friends who are gone. Like they're going to come back. Like the city's going to get packed again. And they were talking about like a second wave. I just think Florida and Arizona is a much more controlled environment. You're not paying as much to open up the stadiums. Like if you're going to open Yankee Stadium and have no fans, how much money are you losing versus opening Steinbrenner Field? And now you need to have, let's say they make the rosters 30 guys. But, like, you need other guys ready. There's not going to be a minor league season. You're not going to open up stadiums in all these small towns. So you need minor leaguers. How do they stay ready? How do they stay ready to play? If you're in spring training complexes, you can maybe organize, like, they could make it a thing where it's, like, minor leaguers can play each other, like, three times a week or something like that. You get kind of like some affiliate, you know, clusters of, like, where guys play. And there's fields. They can stay sharp versus what they're going to do, go play across the street from Billy's. Step on a heroin needle? Facilities-wise, it's not as good with the minor league complexes, but the players would get to spend more time with their families under this plan. Look, when the Yankees are at home, Garrett Cole's in his mansion in Connecticut. That's because Garrett Cole bought a house there. 
Okay, and and I guess Sanchez has probably a house somewhere, and you know Judge has a place somewhere else. But these guys all like so a lot of them have places. So Aaron Judge rents an apartment. He rents an apartment in the city. He doesn't. And have he a doesn't family. have a family. Yeah. And he does, so he's a little different. But a lot of these guys leave their families wherever the hell they live. And then, but, but that then was a come. big thing but with they, the with the Arizona Florida thing is that they don't want to leave no, for that long. It was right? just the Arizona thing. It was just the Arizona bubble. Arizona Florida. People would have to – you can't do it unless people can come in and out. Like you can't be trapped in a bubble. Arizona was just trapped in a bubble. But if I have to – like if my wife and kids normally come for like a homestand every month from wherever it is like you know all summer or come and spend a month because the kids – have you know the kids are in school in Denver when I played for the Rockies for all these years or whatever it is like when um Adovino lived in Colorado he probably still had the house in Brooklyn yeah maybe the wife was in Brooklyn came out to Colorado to get high a couple times a year whatever it is um it's tougher to be like yeah no come to New York especially with like a lot of the you know a lot of media talking about a second wave coming and things like that versus come down to Florida Everyone's not dick to ass on top of each other. It could be a little more spread out. We've got the money to get accommodations like that at work. The teams can help with that. And we'll talk about the whole money element soon. But mm-hmm. I just don't see – and I get it. Like if it's Kansas City, like fuck it. Yeah, go to Kansas City. Like no problem. But it's tough to – think that you're going to get people in these major cities. I mean, San Francisco shut down very early. Seattle shut down very early. Los Angeles has had issues. I, I'm not up to date on, like, all of their numbers or if they're flattening the curve or if they're reopening stuff. But, like, I know a month is – a month from now is a month from now. And, you know, things should be a little better. But, I uh, like I've said all along, I think we know in the next, like, week or so based on – you know, Georgia opened on Friday and then they had a huge spike. Of course. We'll, we'll know. We'll know in May. We'll know in May for sure. But I think you got to look at this from a player's perspective. And the players, I'm, if you ask them, they would rather play in their home ballparks. They don't want to be in Florida or in Arizona where it's 100 degrees every single day during the summer and it's thunderstorming. And a lot of these guys, if you have a nice big house, like I said, in the suburbs somewhere, I think they'd probably rather enjoy the comforts of home and their home ballpark and all that home cooking that comes with it than be playing spring training all year. I just think – and you're looking at it from you know the health standpoint, the national standpoint, and I'm putting myself in the player's perspective. I'd rather be in my home park. Empty though, but it's empty. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know, but look, you know the clubhouse guy. You, you're comfortable in the locker room. There are other things that you know kind of go with that home cooking, other than me and you screaming in the in section two hundred five, right? So, all right, let's use Mike Trout as an example, right? So Mike Trout's contract pays him thirty six million dollars this year. Okay, mm-hmm. so let's say to use round numbers, let's say they end up whatever this plan is, they get half a season in. They get 81 Mm -hmm. games. So he's got 36 million... Jesus Christ, it's so many zeros. Uh, $36 million. So cut that in half. So now he's making $18 million. Right? And now the owners have already said they want more money back from the players. Oh, yeah. You know, hey, we're not getting fans... You know, we're losing out on that revenue. 
We're losing out on merch. So we want you to give back, what, another a third? Half? Like, that's a lot of concessions. It's a lot of lost revenue. It is, but there's no money for the players if they don't play. I'm sorry, they're guaranteed, I think, 3% from that deal in March. If there's no games, yeah. they get they get 3%. So I'm sure that players would rather give back a third of their salary than 97% of it. No, no, so it's, so it's a third on top of that. So let's say now, so is it worthwhile for Mike Trout to play 81 games under odd conditions and all this shit for $12 million when he's got another, you know, $300 million guaranteed, $400 million guaranteed coming his way? I'd say no. I got a new baby coming? Nope, not doing it. I'll play in my stadium when everyone can get a test, when the CDC says, like, when everything's good, I will play. I $12 million is not worth it for me. For Mike Trout, who's a point zero 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 one percent of the MLB population, sure, it doesn't make sense. But you don't think Miguel Andujar wants to get back out there and work on his Who skills and, and improve about himself? Miguel Andujar? Because that's the majority of the guys that we're talking about, the guys that are making five, six hundred, seven hundred k They want to get out there. They want to play. They want to prove their worth. And look, it was the guys like Clayton Kershaw and Mike Trout that didn't want to be away from their families and didn't want to do this and didn't want to do this. But all those fringe guys want to get on the field, and they want to get on the field soon and make money. So then Mike Trout goes, I'm just, I'm not playing. I mean, I don't think that would happen. I mean, that, well, I'm using Mike Trout. I'm using Mike Trout as an example, but it could be, it could be a Kershaw. Guys are just like, yo, this money doesn't like, I don't even know if Mike Trout is like in, he's not in California right now. He's not in California at all. He's actually, he's in South Jersey because he just, he just ordered, from Jimmy's Famous Seafood in Baltimore, like 900 – I forget what it is. I got in a text. They have a yesterday. great Twitter. That's a great Twitter follow, by the way, the Jimmy's Seafood account. They're hilarious. He just ordered some obscene amount. Hold on. I got – someone texted it to me yesterday, and I was like, what am I even going to fucking do with this information? <laughs> um, and then here it is. He ordered $900 worth of crabs, which, you know, he's not breaking the bank, but, like, that's a big order, you know, for a business that's closed, essentially. <laughs> um so, yeah, I could just stay home. I could stay home. I get a summer. I go, you know, I can go fishing for twelve. Can you million imagine the, the negative backlash if everybody agrees with this and I don't Mike Trout says I'm, I'm going to take my ball and go home. No, I don't are feel really, safe. I've got a baby coming. People I, I don't are dying. think we're going to get to that. I just don't think we're going to get to that hypothetical where the star players aren't going to want to do it. And even if they do, the the Telling you the guys outnumber them, man. The guys making under a million severely outnumber the guys, the kings that we talk about, well, the Garrett about, Coles and the, so and the, the Trouts. This goes back to like the quality of play. If the if a couple of the best players are like, listen, it's just not worth it for me. Is mm-hmm. that still? I mean, for me, I wouldn't care. Mike Trout's never in the playoffs anyway. He's not really going to affect what we're doing. If him and Clayton Kershaw don't want to play, hey, if we play the Dodgers in the World Series, we gotta. We'll, we'll have a better chance. But I know our guys, nobody from the Yankees is going to say no. I can promise you that. And if, I'll go on record and say that. None of our guys would pull some shit like that. If if someone said just like, hey, listen, I get it. Um, and I don't know everyone's family, but you take into consideration someone. If someone has a, a situation similar to what Scott has, where they have a, a child who has a uh, compromised immune system. And they just go, listen, just can't do it. 
Can't do it. Listen, I've got $400 million coming away or whatever it is. I made $100 million. I made $70 million. It's generation, generation, generations money. Can't do it. Like, got this kid. Just not worth it for me. Like, next season I'll be there. But, like, nope, can't do this. Would you hold it against them? No, I'd say stay safe, and then I, my next call would be to Triple AI, who, who who we calling up, next man up. That's how I would do it. Huh? And I and I just I just think, and I'll continue to say this: like the guys that are super comfortable and have made a ton of money, that that's the minority, and the majority is the guys that are itching to get their first contract, that are itching to get the, the arbitration raises. Those guys, and and they and those guys were the ones that were criticizing. Trout and Kershaw, they were like, yeah, it's easy for you to say you have $400 million. You want to wait for everything to be perfect, but I'm trying to carve out a career here. And I think if it comes to a voter, you know, you talk about the Players Association, those guys, if anything, would have a bigger say because they have, there's more strength in numbers, numbers there. So let's say – let's use Miguel and Duhar as your example, right? Yeah, yeah. $583,500 this year, okay? Mm-hmm. So let's chop that in half. So a little over, you know, $250,000, $265,000, right? And then they've got to take, you got to take another haircut because no fans. And you have to live in New York. You don't Mm -hmm. get to live in Tampa where Mm -hmm. it's cheap, where we have all these facilities. You have to live in New York pay New York, and it's weird to say, but you have to live a major league lifestyle and make $200,000 a year? That's It'll tough. Be tough th- it will be tough this year, but if, if we play a 100-game season, Miguel Andujar hits 28 homers and has a bunch of RBIs and whatever equated over to 162, then next year, whenever he hits arbitration, that's where he'll see the money, and that's why the guys want to play now, so that you know they can get that contract that next year, that next arbitration, free agency, whatever it is. And look, this won't affect Mookie Betts. This won't affect Garrett Cole. We know that, but there are a lot of Miggies out there. There are a lot, you know. We talk about Clint, you know, Talkman, all these guys that, you know, they haven't seen that generational money yet. If I'm Mookie Betts, I'm hoping for no season. Oh my God! Absolutely, and think about the leverage that he would have over the Dodgers. You gave up two top, two top prospects to get me, and now you're going to let me walk, get nothing. Yeah. It's almost like an NBA situation. Like they, they'd have to give him four hundred million. I think it would be tough. It would be really tough to like walk away. And like you know, I keep seeing Red Sox fans like, oh, and then he's going to be free, and we're going to get him back. So why don't you pay him now? It's not going to be cheaper. They're like, such idiots. They're such idiots. Like, <laughs> they think he's ever even going to take another meeting with them. I but, mean, that's just that's just a joke. But like you know, that's a dude who's got a World Series. I think he could only hurt himself. Like playing this year, could he could only physically injure himself or just underperform. Right, no, and, and, you know, look, he's not going to hurt his value. At the same time, the Dodgers are loaded. I'm sure he wants another ring. I'm sure he likes to be out there. I, I don't know the guy, but, you know, he's on a team that has a real chance to contend. The guys that might care less, like uh, Miguel Cabrera, he's already gotten paid, and the Tigers suck. Like, that's a guy, you know, downside of his career could be like, eh. You know, so but that, a guy like Mookie, who's in his prime on a championship-caliber team, I would think. So that's another thing I was wondering, because so, like, the NBA, you know, they're trying to get rallied up. You know, mm-hmm. and with the idea being that next Friday, if your city, wherever it is, like 
if you're allowed to be open and they're open, you can go there, no more than four people at a time, only one coach, whatever, all this stuff. And there were people complaining, saying like, well, from a competitive balance standpoint, if they can play, like if they can practice, why can't we practice kind of thing. Um, and it was brought up, like in uh, an NBA restart, they have to in some way finish the regular season, whether they play all the games or they just be like everyone's going to play four games or whatever it is. And when you have a team that's like bottom of the barrel, like how do you get them out there to like try? You know, like how do you get the Bulls to come back and be like, you know, Zach Levine? Like who gives a shit? And so I'd, I'd play worry some about meaningless the, games. Yeah. yeah. So I'd worry about uh, that's the thing I worry about in general. I just my personal opinion is the safest thing for the players. The safest thing in terms of if I had to put a percentage on like it being successful and us on July 2nd having an opening day, I would say it is the Florida Arizona split. I don't think going to, to, you know, what it's not 30 cities, but you know, whatever it ends up being like 26 cities. I just don't, I don't see that working as well. I think you're you're probably right from a safety perspective, but I think in order to get the players to agree, I think they would like the other plan better, and I think we're, we'll find out very soon. Oh, yeah, I think we're going to get some feedback. But, um, hey, guys, if you're looking to last longer and maybe go in a few extra rounds, go to BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com has the first ever chewable that brings your performance in the bedroom to another level. They've got the same active ingredients that are in Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. And since they're chewable, they work faster. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Plus, you don't need to go to the doctor's office or spend time waiting in the pharmacy line. Blue Chew's online physician is free of cost, and once approved, your order ships straight to your door in discreet packaging. Here's the deal for you guys. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first order free when you use promo code BLUEWIRE. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's BU. E B L U E com promo code blue wire. We're in the boner pill business, but if getting all these boners and doing all this banging and these few extra rounds in quarantine doesn't do it for you, guess what? You can gamble because currently there's no NBA, NHL or MLB. You might think there's nothing to bet on. Maybe how many rounds you go in the previous ad. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to poker and blackjack, they're bringing Vegas to you. Missing the NFL? No problem. Bet Online has live daily Madison NFL 20 simulations you can bet on. You can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. All open 24 hours a day and all online. Go to BetOnline.com. .ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. Bet online, your online wagering solution. I love the transition there. Right? That was pretty good. I'm going to be honest. I read neither of these in advance. <laughs> like, I Maybe knew, it's better natural. I knew we had them. Um, and I just was like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> open it up and read them as I went. Do you think they're going to send us boner pills? Like a lot of times sponsors are like, we get you on board. That would be an interesting, uh, that'd be an interesting sponsor gift. Yeah. 
Have you ever taken a boner pill? I have not. Have you? No, I wanted to in college because like, I was in a frat and they were like floating around. And yeah. My uh, wife at the time, girlfriend, was like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> we're not. And then like, then I was really fat. So I was like, I'll probably have a heart attack if I do this, like if I don't need it. Yeah. You know? So yeah, no, I've never done them. But like these Bluetooth, it's like it's all over the place. Everyone's everyone's advertising Bluetooth. I don't know. I mean, I like they, they got to like, be safer than the ones at the gas. You see the ones at the gas station. It's like Tiger Slam three thousand. It's like, dude, the ones at the gas station because there was a gas station like a block and a half from me. That's where I buy blunts. They have them all next to the thing, and I've actually I have pictures of them all on my phone. Because I wanted to do a whole, like, it was going to be like a bit, but there was no rhyme or reason to the math on there. Like, it's always like, Rhino 1000, Rhino 8000, Rhino 6500. And I'm like, what it's is all this? wild animals. Yeah, tiger, rhino, wild boar. It's but they have these one. numbers, and I've looked at, like, the ingredients, and I'm like, what makes it 1000 versus 8000? It's all the same shit. Same company. Yeah. There's nothing there. I So when I was in college, um, I used to take pre-workout like pretty much every time I worked out. And then eventually I realized that none of that shit is regulated like by the FDA. Like I was reading the ingredients like beta-methylene and, 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 and then at the bottom it says none of this is, you know, none of this has been evaluated by the FDA. And I was like, shit, I'm going to stop taking this. So now like I never will take anything that isn't, you know, evaluated by the, uh, by the FDA. And I'm pretty sure the pre-workout's a lot safer than the you know, the Rhino 3000. Do you remember Ephedra? No. In like, 2000, in like 2003, it was like a diet, like pre-workout thing, and it killed like a guy, um, Steve Belcher on the Orioles, uh, like got heat stroke and died. Maybe it was in like 2002. Yikes. Yeah, there's so much of that stuff out there, out there now. And then, yeah, speaking of, uh, speaking of gambling, so this weekend I actually had a bet with my friend who woke up Sunday morning and we bet on what time it was going to start raining. Um, so that's kind of how bored I've been, and I won. Well, you could bet on the weather. I know, I yeah. I did see, I was like, when it says, like, bet on stocks, I'm like, you just play the stock market. Right, just, that, that doesn't. But then I also realized, like, if you want to bet $10 because you think Amazon's going to go up, like, you don't have $2,700 to buy one share. First share, okay. You know? Right. So I did for a while. I've been like, what the hell are they talking about? Just play the stock market. I've been doing it this whole time. It's been a blast. Speaking of stocks and baseball, I actually bought – I don't know if this is cheating on the Yankees, but I bought stock in the Braves last week. Wait, you they're the only buy They're stock? the only publicly traded. Yeah, Liberty Media is the parent company, uh, and they own the Braves, and they own you know all the real estate outside of that park. Um, and basically the price that I got, it had the Braves valued at, at $1.2 billion. And I was like, oh, the Marlins just sold for 1.2, you know, two years ago. So whenever the Braves sell, it's got to be more than this. Like that was all the analysis that I put into it. I mean, that's 100% not how it works, but I yeah. like it. <laughs> like, I mean, Liberty Media, they got hit hard. I mean, do you remember about what you bought them at? They're at like 19 now. Got them at 17.47. Well, so if you look at it, I mean, they were trading at around 30 before all of this, you know, because they were a media yes. company or whatever. So it's just a 50% off sale. That's all it is. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's what I bought a bunch of Hess and like Phillips 66 and like gas stations. As soon as oil went down, uh, I just right. started buying gas stations. 
Every day Smart. I'm making every day I'm making a couple hundred bucks. Just letting that tick back up. Like uh um, Yeah, no, it's fun. I mean, what did I did today I bought I bought Hilton. Hilton. Okay. Is that yeah, all that's down. Yeah. Cruises are all down. Did you Hilton's did you get caught up, up in today? Did you get caught up in the Bitcoin thing a couple of years ago? No. No, because I had no money. I was like, I do remember with Bitcoin, it was like 2010. Let me see. What is Bitcoin's price now? It, it had to be like 2010 or so. I was um, – someone was like, yo, you need to buy Bitcoin. Like, you should get in on this thing. Um, like, you know – Whatever it was like, super. It was when it was like a dollar, you know. And um, I was just like, "What are you like? What is this thing?" And like, just spend like a hundred dollars, get a hundred bitcoins. And I was just like, "But bitcoins aren't a thing. Yeah, I need that hundred dollars." You're talking about thirty shots of Jaeger right now. Like, right. what are we talking about here? And I didn't buy it. And then when it was like twenty thousand a bitcoin, I was like, "Ah, what a dumb fuck." I worked with a guy at the time, who quit, resigned, and uh, put in his two weeks, showed up every day, did his two weeks. Oh, where are you going? You know, what's your next move? Ah, you know, going to take some time. I got my real estate license. Um, you know, I'll just see, like, what's up with that. You know, did, you know, comes to be his last day. And I'm like, you're still not telling anyone where you're going? You know, what your plan is? And he just told me, he was like, Bitcoin, I'm retired. Wow. What yeah. year was that? It was like 2017. Uh, okay. Wow. Yeah. I mean, if you got it, well, because I remember, and and it used to be, some people just like had it in college. They're like, oh, I have some some Bitcoin, you know, from like they'd use it to buy they use it to buy drugs on uh you know on this like I forget what the site was called. Silk Something. Road. You could only yeah Silk Road, and you could only buy it in Bitcoin, and people like in the frat would have just like extra Bitcoin. Like lying around, and if those guys would have hung on to it instead of buying drugs with it, they'd be probably be retired like your boy. Yeah, it was. Um, it had to be. It was probably about the same time. I found out after the fact. Like two dudes who I went to college with lived together. Three dudes I went to college with lived together. The third third guy told me that the other two guys, or he lived with one guy and another guy would come over all the time. And they would just buy like MDMA on fucking Silk Road with Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. And it's like if you just didn't, it'd be – you'd be so rich. I know if you just kept the Bitcoin but you know, had to go to that rave, right? Yeah. No, no, they didn't go to the rave. They just did it at home. He was like, oh, they would just okay. fucking trip on the couch. <laughs> nah, that, that's hilarious. Yeah. That was, it's investing. What? That's, that's that's investing, man. Talking, <laughs> talking, investing. Yeah, that's – our new weekly uh, segment here called How Am I Making Money Off All This? A couple of <laughs> professionals. I mean, so far I'm doing doing pretty good. Nice. I'm, nice. I'm pretty good. I'm up like 25% since nice. this started. That's um, awesome. Yeah, because I'm just – I think like the ne my next thing is hotels. So I bought like some Hilton today, which is super cheap. Um, but like the price doesn't matter because it's all about like the percentage that it goes up. Yeah. So I bought a, some Hilton stock today, and it went up like you know nine percent, nine and a half percent. That's so, awesome. Yeah, you just gotta gotta take that, make that money. Um, I've been trying to short the housing market, but it's just like we just keep getting bailed out. 
I'm just yeah, waiting for it. It'll take a couple more months before the housing market like fully collapses. But trying to, I'm also trying to capitalize and just buy someone's house they can't afford anymore. And I know that's mean to say, but like, I'm looking for a pool and a steam room. I don't know. What to Doggy tell dog world. Yeah, right. Like, sorry. Um, what else is going on in baseball? It's quiet. Um, it's quiet. Rohan actually wrote a great article uh, today, kind of looking at the potential upside of the Yankee pitching staff, and he basically picked out everybody's best game, you know, from last year, and is like, what if they could replicate something closer to this? And it's kind of a best case scenario type thing. It was nice to read something that was optimistic and and good, um, and I was liking what I was seeing. And obviously, you know, this quarantine, this COVID thing, we're gonna have Paxton back. It was scary. Looking at that rotation pre-shutdown, I'll be honest, it was making me kind of queasy. You were Jay very Happ. nervous. Jay Happ is my number three. The guy the guy stinks. I, I, that guy should be nowhere near number three on yeah. any kind of championship team. No, I um, like I agree. I mean, getting Paxton back is great. And I think there's, like I said, I come across as like very negative. Like I'm very positive about one plan. My My issue with all of this is they is the like we're floating these things versus like yo here's what we're shooting for this is what we're going to work towards and then like i'm on board for whatever the fuck that is but you are just floating it through these slapdick writers like i don't give a shit i don't even it, it's a shitty system the way they're doing it like testing like passing one day and then they're going to do nightingale and i'm sure rosenthal will have a story on on friday it's it, it is kind of a, like you said it's kind of a slapdick way to do it it is, but and like I think, no matter what they do, like no matter how, if they give us baseball, I think the last team is the Yankees. I I like, do too. I 100 percent think the their last thing is the Yankees. Now, if their plan is, if they want to go with like that, everyone goes to their cities because they also are like, we think we can get fans in the stadium in like September. Then just say that. You know, I think that's one thing that sports hasn't done in all of this. Like, I don't give a fuck how many celebrities or athletes are in, like, a montage of on a Twitter video of just, like, stay home. I'm so sick hey, of Hey, everybody, stay home. Like, shut up, Fergie. I don't give a shit where you think I'm supposed to stay. But They're sitting in their sauna. Yeah. Telling you to stay home. But if Major League Baseball and the NBA, like, get me, give me the commissioners. If the commissioners said, we need, we want to bring sports back to you, and we understand that not everyone is New York City, and it's impacting different parts of this nation and this world differently, but if you follow these restrictions and just stay home for two weeks or whatever it is, we want to get you back in those stadiums. I think people go, ah, like... Fuck yeah, Manfred tells you to stay home. You stay home. Yeah, tells you you're going for yeah, and it would go for Goodell and and Silver and all those guys. I mean, that's you know people like us that would actually perk us up as opposed to where it's like Oprah and she's sitting in her mansion telling you to stay in your one bedroom apartment. Yeah, doesn't have the same. Yeah, she's got fucking Stedman as a footrest, and yeah. it's like oh yeah, no, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna stay home. Did, did you um I saw it, I saw your girlfriend posted it. Did you go outside to see the Blue Angels? Uh, yeah, I was uh, told very, you know, I was told very clearly to go out there and, and look at it. So I did. So that was like a thank you to like the first responders or whatever. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So I didn't know what it was. I knew it was happening. And um, 
we had to because we're just so thrown off with this. We literally hit the like we have one diaper for the baby. I was like, I gotta run the target. Like I gotta do like so we had it. We were down to one. Yeah, I was like, I gotta because wow. also when you have a baby, like she just she grows. So it's like you don't want to buy like two boxes of twos. So it's not like toilet two paper where you just stack it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we thought we would be like moved up from like a two to a three by now, and we have threes. But then it was like okay. we have one two, so it was like we could. I was like, I'll run out to Target real quick. Ran out in and out, grabbed the box, gone. And I was driving back. I had set an alarm like this morning of like one forty-five because I was just going to go up on the roof, bring the baby, mm. whatever. And um. I was driving and it went off at 145. I was like, oh, oh shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was driving through my neighborhood to like, to my house very close and all, everyone's just outside their house, like sitting in lawn chairs. And I was just like, we really did shut down the economy. This is the poorest thing I've ever seen in my life. Just <laughs> everyone just stopping. It's worse than watching a parade. Like watching a parade's the worst. See, I hate fireworks. I hate, I hate fireworks. Like they're too loud for me. And, and like my ears kind of oh, hurt, my ear jumps hurt, and then I'm like, I get scared, huh? Yeah, well, it's just it's just really loud. You can't talk to anybody next to you, and then you know, ooh, there's a blue one. Oh, there's an orange one. Like it just doesn't. They all look the same. It just doesn't do anything for me. Like that's the last thing I like doing on Fourth of July is, is sitting in a hot field, and you know, I I think I figured <laughs> out. I think I figured you out now. I I think I think you're a dog. You just <laughs> want to go out and play. You run a little hot or you start panting and you're afraid of fireworks. It might it might make sense. That does make sense. Yeah. I do just want to go out go out and play. How's your tea work been going? Uh only had so I only had the one tea session, but me and Jamie went and did a little wiffle ball BP on the uh, on the T ball field there. Just how, us two. Yeah. How is yeah. um how is how's that with her? Like can she throw it's fun I, I, yeah uh, i mean you know we were just pitching to each oh, other she was a college much. athlete too yeah 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 okay. so she was good and we were just throwing to each other so like you know when i was pitching she would hit some like you know she would hit some pop-ups and stuff that i could you know catch like yeah. and almost pretend like i was, was feeling, playing pepper so. yeah exactly so we we did that and then probably gonna do something like that this weekend since it's supposed to be nice um with the wiffle ball there so just trying to trying to be creative man it's very it's very challenging let me know if you decide you're going to get some tea work in on thursday i have to go to whole foods by you okay <laughs> so yo but why there's i don't know what time you're planning on going but there's always a line there yeah i mean there's no i've gone twice and the first time i had to wait in line so like you've got to go in the garage um, so like, and I, uh, I drove in, so you, I go in the garage. Are you able to go in another door? I've never gone. Oh, never gone? I, I only go to the target. Yeah. I can't physically bring myself to wait in a line at a grocery I, store. Oh, I thought you wanted wine. I do, but I'd rather just go and get beer and not have to wait in a line. So I'll do a better job of letting you know, like when I went, so the first time I went, there was a line and it wasn't, there was like maybe six people in front of me to mm -hmm. go into the store. And we're standing in front of, like, two parking spots that are right next to the door. Now, it's a huge fucking – like, it's a huge garage. They're, the place is empty. Some guy in, like, a neon green Volkswagen Beetle just pulls it – like, starts pulling into, like, me and this, this girl are, like, standing pretty much at the ends of this spot. So I'm, like, start fucking back up. I'm, like – and I just go, really? Like, you couldn't anywhere else? Then he gets out of his car and just goes to walk in the door. And security is like, what are you doing? There's 30 people in line. 
Like what? people are savages. Like are Dude, you when this shit happens, people don't care, man. They're sad. People are savages. Like when shit hits the fan, it's the same thing when you see people fighting over the last piece of chicken or something at the, yeah. at the supermarket. Like people just people just don't care. Uh, but no, yeah, there's been a line. Yeah, I mean, so if there you was go, that time yeah. I went. The second time I went, I just parked and walked right in. Okay. Yeah, when I miss. told you about the wine, so I'll let you know when I go on Thursday. Let I'll me just, know Thursday, and if I'll they haven't, I'll go Friday morning early. Because if you go any time afternoon, you're well, beat. But I'll just I'll text you and be like, "Hey, there's no if there's no wine, uh, okay, there's you no can line, just walk yeah. three blocks." Right. They have wine. They definitely have the wine. Now it's just the line I have to get taken care of. Yeah, it, it's a it's a battle, man. Luck, luckily the luckily the targets there. But I'm sick of wearing masks. I'm sick of they're going so to hot. Stores. Yeah, they're awful. And I wear sunglasses, like you know, as the uh, the picture, yeah. so they fogs up. <laughs> yeah, fogs up right away. Um, I wear sunglasses even inside the stores because I don't want to make eye contact with people because I do a lot of judging. Like mm-hmm. I do, I spend a lot of time judging people, especially if I have to go to like Target. Sure. Oh yeah. I'm just like, oh, these people are fucking insane in there. Um, yeah, no, no one knows how to act. I just want it to be done. I want everyone to just stay home so this can be done. But, like, I don't think staying home – I think we're past the staying home point. I, I think too. this either clears up over the next, like, couple weeks with people gradually going out everywhere, not just, like, states that open, but everywhere. Or, like, it gets – or it spikes up again, and they're like, yo, you have to stay home. And people are just like, fuck this. Come and take my gun, Obama. Right, yeah. Now they're going to be – they're going to be people like that, and people are going to be out. It's hard – you know, I try to remember – Remember the simpler times. Remember the times we were doing this in person and th- acting like there's going to – I mean, you know, it's funny. Like my, Nick, I'm going to uh, give you a hug the next time I see you. You know, <laughs> like that's where we're at. And, you know, two months ago I was – you know, I was, uh, you know a, probably about to cry that Jay Happ was my number three starter. And now I would just do anything to even watch that guy pitch. And I, I can't stand Jay Happ. <laughs> I'd start Happ opening day. If there was the opening. <laughs> if it meant it back. And at the time, you know, you were very – obviously after the Severino thing, you, you know, your confidence always is, is the same. But were you a little bit nervous going in there without Paxton for the first two months and thinking like, okay, after Tanaka, you know, we're pretty beat. Was that concerning to you at all? No, because I was more concerned with uh, Stanton and Judge and uh, – because I just think that – at that time, it was like, all right, so we're gonna get him. We're gonna get Paxson back in like late May. Yeah, it was I think like Memorial we, Day. We were saying like, I think mid May was optimistic, but it'd be mm-hmm. like the beginning of June. And like, mm-hmm. even if he wasn't ready, it was gonna be like two weeks later we'd get back Herman. Yes. So it was like we are definitely like we were reloading. I'm not as worried about games one through six. Every game matters, but I care mostly about game one sixty three. And right. I and with the rest of that lineup, if you tell me if Paxton is going to come back, and it wasn't like a Tommy John, it was just like, oh, he had this back thing, everything's going normal. We're gonna get him back for two thirds of the season. I'll take that. Okay, that makes sense. See, I was, and we've talked we talked about last week how Tanakh has been pretty inconsistent the past couple of years. My thinking, I was kind of thinking worst case scenario, you know, Cole's gonna be great, and then you know, what if Tanaka has a bad month? And then we got happy. You know what I mean? I was thinking like kind of worst case scenario on the pitching side, and I knew how we had had that success in 2019 offensively with guys just kind of coming up and hitting and replacing those outfielders. So I was very, very concerned about, you know, all right, Tanaka has a you know mid-4 ERA. We're, we're kind of screwed with, with that rotation. So I'm very relieved now that whenever, if, when, whatever, we are going to have Paxton. That's very, very comforting to me. 
Yeah, I, like I like our rotation. I I like where it, you know, because I don't know that whatever plan there is, like, can you roll out just so like you guys are playing every day, or is it like six days a week? Like, how's the? Like, I think we have, or you know, is it double headers on on every Saturday? Like, I think we have a lot of flexibility in our pitching to, if we have to add an extra game a week, we've got all these, like, kind of quadruple-A pitchers right now uh, that we can get by with. Um, or if they, for some reason, have to go with, like, lesser games. But I think as soon as it opens, they will go pedal to the metal. Um, you know, Tanaka might have to miss a start here or there. Also, I, I am curious... For and obviously it's different because they're major league baseball players, but there are a lot of guys who left the country. Yeah, so Massa definitely. I'm not sure about Gary's you know, in a lot the Dominican of, Republic. Okay, I was going to say the Latin Glaber's American in the guys. Glaber's in the Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now I'm talking not even just Yankees, like across the league. Like they were advised to stay in America because it could be tough to get you back in. Uh, well, I think that, I mean, you know, I don't think Tanaka would have an, as much of an issue coming from J- Japan as maybe some of those. I mean, it's those. all China to the government. <laughs> right. Um, no, it's, yeah. Uh, it'll Hal be Steinbrenner will find a way to get our guys back. Well, it's the league. I mean, you got to get everyone in. Um, I think the government would probably be more likely to, you know, help that along because it's good for morale. Oh, I'm but it's just sure. another thing to think about of like how they're going to, you know, they got to figure all this shit out. There's a lot of logistics. The other thing is if everything is expanded and they're doing double headers and all that stuff that, I mean, on the flip side, cool. We might be able to see Davey Garcia much earlier than we would have thought at the big league level or a Clark Schmidt or a Mike King or all these kind of, you know, these fringe. I think we're going to see all those guys because yeah. there it's going to be expanded rosters and there will be no AAA. Like there is nowhere else for them to play this year. And I'll take our depth over anybody's, obviously. Yeah. I mean, give me give me our AAA depth over anybody's. Hands down. And, I mean, if we have to go to – if we if rosters are 35, our roster is going to be that much better than our competition. I think – I mean, the obviously the Dodgers have a great system and stuff. But, yeah, I mean, teams like the Astros, they, they don't have the quad A kind of talent that we have. The Mike Fords, the Clints that are just sitting there yeah. ready to rake. I did just see that Dallin Batances got a uh, – his signing bonus was fully guaranteed. So he just got $5.3 million. Good for Dallin, man. He never got paid. Easy to stay home. Someone gives you $5.3 million. He's, he's definitely – he has not left New York, man. That guy's never left New York. No. Nah, yeah, no. He's probably just in, Jer- in – wherever he lives in, like, North Jersey. Yeah. Um, hope he's hope he's fine. I know coming off that Achilles. The other thing, speaking of relievers, I don't. I was thinking about this last night. Zach Britton has that weird contract. Remember, it was like it could be a two-year deal, a three-year deal, or a four-year deal because there's multiple opt-outs on was, both sides. Wasn't it like it could be a two-year deal – if he wanted, it could be a three-year deal if the Yankees wanted, or it's like a four-year deal. Like he can either opt out, or it's like yeah. two more years, but the Yankees can also get out. So after this year, the Yankees can can tack on two more years without him having a say. Okay. But but if they don't, he he can say, all right, bye, I'm a free agent. So the Yankees will have first crack to keep him. So it's it's either going to be a two or a four, most likely. I believe the only way it could be a three-year deal, um, I think if the Yankees say we don't, we're not going to guarantee the, the the last two, I think Britain can come back for one on his own at the same rate okay. as the first two years. So it's very – and I want to say he's a Boris guy. 
Because Boris is somebody that would negotiate a funky deal like that. Well, I mean, I hear more from Scott Boris than anyone else in baseball. Oh, he's a doctor. He's a health official. He's a businessman. Listen, his guys are ready to go. That's all it is. Like, he's my guy. Like, we can get them out there. We're young. Boris is a, like, I don't care if old people die. Like, I need my 3%. His words were like, our guys are young, strong, thoroughbred. He used, like, a very, basically saying, look, these aren't grandparents here. Yeah. Guys. Yeah. Just, you're old. Don't bring your dad to the game. Because he's going to die, but we'll be fine. Yeah, just get out there, Garrett. Yo, did you see um, that? So starting today when this comes out on Wednesday, I guess Major League Baseball is officially canceling games. So they're now leaving it to the teams to determine their refund policy. Like at first it was the league was like, no, these games are postponed, so they're not canceled. Now it's going to be to the teams because you're getting class action lawsuits all over the place. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how the teams handle this. They're going to very much push for, let's use this as a credit for a game in the future or next year. I know StubHub, so like we bought opening day tickets through StubHub. Um, and your dad's managing that and he doesn't have a Facebook. So that concerns me as I learned on Friday. Um, <laughs> But he, I've never met him. I can't wait to meet him. I feel like he'll punch StubHub if he needs to, though. <laughs> um, they they are offering like 120% credit instead of getting your money. But like a lot of people are just like, no, there's no game. I need my money. Like I need money right now. Oh, credit. Yeah, that's a problem. Is same thing with the airlines and the and the trains. It's credit for what? I can't go anywhere. Well, same, no. Same. Well, they're just saying like you could use it in the future. I think essentially what. My understanding has been that Ticketmaster. So, obviously, someone buys tickets. They give you know they sell them on StubHub. Um, StubHub like has those tickets to like you know kind of facilitate getting everything back to the person who originally bought them to then go to Ticketmaster. You know all this stuff. But Ticketmaster says, well, we give all the money when things sell to the leagues, the teams, the concerts, whatever. So that we need the money back from them to go back to you, but here's the problem. All the fees that you paid, like, we already spent that money. Like, I think, like, people are going to go bankrupt on this. Yeah, I have no idea what's going to happen. So we, I mean, opening day got on StubHub, but all the other tickets that I bought were directly from teams. Opening day was the only one that came from StubHub. So I, and I have no idea what the Yankees are going to do. And, and, you know, some of the... They have to give it back. They're just going to try to incentivize you to, like, let them... Like, we'll take, we'll take 10% off your next... Yeah, season, or just or like roll yeah, it over, like whatever it is. If you have, you know, if you spend fifty dollars on tickets, like we'll make that, you know, seventy dollars, or you know, as like a gift card. I've also I asked around through the ticket office because I mean you're in sales, you know how it is. You get a commission, mm-hmm. you yep. know, on top of your salary, and um, they are not paid commission until everything until like a. You know, someone's paid in full. So, like, yeah, you yeah. – but there are some people who are just like, yeah, fuck it, like, charge my card. Or, like, they wanted to get it done as a business expense, like, last year, you know, in December. Like, boom, charge the company card. We've got, you know, our 40-game package. But, you know, for taxes, we did it last year or whatever. Where there may be clawbacks. There may be people, like, salespeople who got whatever their commission is on their, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars of sales – and it's like, yeah, so you owe us whatever it is. You know, you owe us six grand. Like, Oh, my God. What a nightmare. 
Yeah. It's just a nightmare. Like the ticket thing is – and I haven't really thought about that just because I'm, I'm so much more concerned with, with getting baseball back. But but whoever has to figure out and individual teams to make the decisions, the, the, the ticket thing is going to be a nightmare for everybody because I'm sure all these teams have spent some of the money. You know, that if I bought tickets in December to a game in June, you know what I mean? Like, that's Oh, yeah. Sport. I mean they definitely – did I'm just thinking like even but like I don't feel bad for teams I don't feel bad oh, for teams no. I don't feel bad for owners but like that trickle down effect to like that salesperson who it's like that's a regular person who maybe already spent that money exactly and I mean I at least I know on the sports side like when I was in college at Delaware I interned in the 76ers ticket sales department and I know those guys I mean their base salary and most of those ticket reps in sports it's like 10 bucks an hour it's oh, crazy. So bad. So I mean, if they're not getting commission, I mean that's that's you know it's like minimum minimum wage almost. So um, you do feel for those level of guys. How Steinbrenner's not going to go hungry, but the guy that's selling the you know the twenty game package in the four hundred level, that kid might. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's all we got. Hopefully, there's some news next week. Hopefully, it's real news and not just like, hey, we floated this shit out through fucking you know whoever. Just, I think not episode, but not next episode, but the one after that. I think we may have some some something concrete. I think we have to. Yeah, we have to. But like, I'm sure we'll get insert whatever slapdick writer here. You know, there is gonna float something out there for the league. Who's your prediction for the next writer to? Uh... Dude, I honestly don't even know. I, like, what's it? Passan? I call him Passan. Like, I say Passan. Passan. I, I think say Passan. Yeah, like I've, I don't Who give cares? a shit. Yeah, I don't yeah, give a yeah. shit about any of these guys. Yeah. You know, whatever. I just want baseball. And that's my thing. I just want baseball. And I just want it, like, I want something concrete. And I know that they can't give us something concrete. So don't float bullshit out to me. Yeah, you don't want to, you don't want any teases here. Yeah, don't, like, yeah, just don't, everyone keep your mouth shut until you have something. And then I'll be fine. Yeah, no, agreed, agreed. Wait, waiting on it, and then um, yeah. But I mean, look, the one they—if if they can get a hundred in somehow, or even eighty. Like I said, eighty is eighty is good enough for me. Eighty-one. So uh, yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. If they can get eighty or a hundred games in Yankees, you know, with them playing their home games in Yankee Stadium, like that's great because then shit's open. Restaurants are open to fifty percent or whatever it is. Or I feel comfortable getting takeout again, but. We're we're running out of time, but if they get a hundred in and, and we're the last team standing, is that legit in your eyes? Yeah, you give me a hundred games. Yeah, all right, good to know. If it's these funky divisions, like it'll be a weird one, but like I'll take it. Yeah, no, I agree. All right, man. Well, hey, this has been fun for everyone listening at home. Rate, subscribe. I don't know, man. This it stinks. We wish we had baseball news to give you, but we'll see you at the parade. There'll be a parade. We'll see you at the parade. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.